taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends, it's another episode of PPC Rockstars, and we have on the show today one of my favorite rock stars. Um, not exactly uh, in the dead center of the PPC industry, but certainly um, has skills that we all need to have in order to maximize conversions and profitability. So my guest is none other than Tim Ash, uh, author of uh, Landing Page Optimization. Uh, ah, right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking for it on my shelf. I, I, did, I caught it just as you said it. And uh, I understand you have a new book coming out. That's right. Yeah, I have a book coming out in uh, early 2019 called Unleashing the Primal Brain, the essential field guide for the modern marketer. It's all about neuromarketing and uh, making it practical for us. Uh, Without all the academic studies that everyone's always citing, just uh, just the stuff you need to know, the essentials. Excellent. Looking forward to that. And um, Tim, as the listeners know, is the world's authority on landing page optimization and conversion rate optimization. And I thought it might be fun uh, this episode, seeing as how we're recording shortly after Black Friday, Cyber Monday 2018, is to... Um, talk about something I've noticed in my client accounts, which is a really, really big rise in the use of smartphones. Um, I, there's, a, there's a really sharp uptick right around the end of November. So my assumption or theory, at least, is uh, more people are picking up the smartphone to at least start the buyer journey. And um, that has implications for all of us. So, uh, Tim, what should our listeners be doing about that? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a huge uh, topic. So let's unpack it a little bit. I think okay. the, what you said, what you touched on a minute ago, which is that um, they start their journey often, their customer journey on their phone. I think that's an important observation because I hear this um, wishful thinking a lot of times from people saying, well, you know, we our mobile conversion is three times less than our desktop conversion. Well, what do we do to get them to parity? Well, that's never going to happen because right. most people don't want to do a lot of things, including complex e-commerce transactions on their phone. Right. Uh, so it's usually an assist and a very important one, but just like in hockey or soccer, you get just as many points for the assist as you do for the actual person who scores the goal. So it's important to understand that usually mobile is happening earlier in the customer journey and it's never going to be where the majority of the close happens. Absolutely. So what, what can, what can our, read, uh, our listeners do about that? Well, I think uh, it's just, it's really important to understand the context in which you're operating. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit. Okay. Uh, the obvious thing that, with with mobile is that the screen size is smaller and that's what everybody focuses on how do you reconfigure the user experience and there's a lot more constraints and because we're not typing we're using our fat thumbs to do things and so on um, and so we focus on the less screen real estate but 
the context of mobile is also very different. It's uh, time sensitive, usually, or um, you know, like, what, what time is the next movie? I'm going to look that up on my phone. Right. Um, it's also location specific. What time is the next movie in, you know, within five miles of me, that sort of thing. And we use it in kind of bursty mode, I would say mobile, you know, with a bunch of communication going back and forth, for example, instant messaging with friends to coordinate something and then it dies down. Um, and then we're using it when we're interruptible, when we're on the move, when we're moving through the world, we're usually not stationary. It could be outside. It could be glary. There's constant distraction. So it's never the kind of focused attention that you're going to get if somebody's in front of their desktop. Uh, so again, I just want to emphasize how different that is than a tablet or desktop use in most cases. Gotcha. So, um, so that calls for a complete uh, design to acknowledge the fact that you're dealing with a completely different experience. Do you advocate res responsive design or having a separate uh, mobile experience? Yeah, that's a great question. So a lot of uh, times in, uh, you know, Google land, uh, we, we have to do what Google says. And they're, they're basically saying, as I understand it, again, correct me if I'm wrong, that, well, there's only going to be one index. There's not going to be one cert, uh, one response for mobile and one for desktop. It's basically all going to be based on the mobile indexing of your website. And so everybody basically took that to mean that you have to have one code base and it's got to be the same thing on mobile and desktop, otherwise it won't work. Um, and I think that what that leads to is what I call responsive light websites. It's not really responsive, it's just um, reconfigurable. So you have multiple columns, you stack things into single column mode, but basically all the content stays the same. And I think that to your point, you know, a different mobile experience is what's necessary. So I think you have to go way beyond responsive to adaptive designs that recognize all those other differences on mobile. I mean, for example, you want different calls to action. Um, so if you're, say, a, a financial institution, a bank, apply for your mortgage online, well, that's not going to happen on your mobile phone. Right. No one's going to ever be a mobile, uh, mobile mortgage application. That's insane. Right. So different calls to action, different response mechanisms. If you're of retail locations, hey, guess what? They really care about you where your locations are, what the hours are, where the closest ATM is, that on a mobile experience is going to be, needs to be prioritized. So even the choices you have and how you're going to respond need to be different. So I'm not a fan of this one size fits all, or it can be at least stretched to fit all uh, responsive light approach at all. Right. Hey, let's focus on just e-commerce for a second. Um, so, as you said a second ago, um, people are, are not inclined to do complex things on a mobile phone that they might do the, on, a, on a PC. Yes. Um, how, how do, how do e-commerce uh, retailers or site owners uh, get around that or deal with the fact that um, the, the customer journey might start on the phone but end on the PC? Well, I think that um, one of the things you have to do is save people's work, you know, save intermediate steps. Don't expect them to complete the whole process. So, uh, again, wishful thinking says, you know, buy this product uh, and check out. Um, reality says add it to a wish list or email it to me. If all I have to do is just uh, a lot of people do kind of adds to cart 
you know, on mobile, but they won't necessarily complete the transaction because it's not convenient for them. So uh, making sure you recognize them across different devices and you're setting some kind of you know, proper session recording or cookies so that, so that you can tie those together is really important. But have easier asks, have smaller asks of them, save their intermediate work so that when they do come back and they're doing it from a desktop, um, they don't have to start over. It's almost like some amnesiac where you show up at their store and say, welcome to our store. And then second time you show up, they go, welcome to our store. <laughs> Remember you're there. Right. That's a horrible experience from one medium to the other. Right, exactly. So um, do you advocate uh, creating a, a, an account for each visitor or for each potential client, customer? Well, I think that um, the one cool thing about mobile is that it's as close to a uh, universal identifier as there is. I mean, everyone's talking about this kind of like wallet concepts or who are you and, and things like that. Well, you, the phone is you. We have it with us from the moment we open our eyes into the bathroom as we're scanning through stuff. And it's the last thing we look at at night. You know, so it pretty much determines your location, your identity, everything. So if you can get the, um, someone's identity via the fingerprints, if you will, of their phone device, that is a, as close to an identity mapping as you can get. So that's really powerful. And I see some of our company, uh, our clients uh, taking really good advantage of that. Hey, listen, uh, we need to break away for some sponsor messages. Um, hold that thought and listeners don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing, from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air on demand and available on every mobile device that you can imagine this is webmasterradio.fm webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. 
Learn more on WPEngine.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with Tim Ash, owner, founder, brain, brainy guy of Sight Tuners. <laughs> Thanks, right back at you, Dave. No problem. Thank you. Um, okay, so we know that the phone is the identity. Um, so what what information can be extracted from the phone that can be used as kind of a login later uh, when when the session continues on a PC? Uh, well, I don't know about the, the exact mechanics of it, but uh, the point is you, you need to tie a session uh, to that device and something there that would map it to other media. So when they come in through a desktop or a different device, you can say, okay, this is the same person. So essentially creating a stable cross-platform uh, kind of experience for people is is essential. Uh, yes. There's you know, Google's done studies going back to 2013 at least that say most of us live in this multi-screen world and we're like to start something on one device, complete it on another. So it's really important to tie that to a person. And uh, there's a variety of different technical means to do that. I like I said I'm not an expert on that, but, but the then the imperative of needing to do that is, is something that should be keeping people up at night. Definitely, definitely. Hey, how about um, payment methods? Um, I think there are there are uh, there's a variety of different payment methods that are more or less uh, easy for for uh, customers to get through. What are, what are some of your favorites? Well, hey, there's only one. There's the gold standard, which is Amazon. Um, you right. know, one click buy. Um, in, in, and that's what they've written to their success largely. One of the things that's interesting for me is I recall they got that one-click uh, purchase patent right about 17, 18 years ago, which is, I believe, how long patents last. So I think that's about to expire. Again, if I'm wrong, I'm sure somebody, some of your listeners will let me know. But if it is, that means every website will be able to incorporate that. And if you're not doing that on mobile, especially, you're crazy because just the mechanics of checking out is so much more difficult uh, when you're using your thumbs on a phone. Absolutely. So uh, really think about every little click, every motion. If you have silly things like uh, pull down menus and, and stuff that or tiny little radio buttons you expect people to click, you need to remap that all into big thumb pressable areas and um, more think about scrolling as opposed to pull down menus and stuff like that. So the user experience of mobile checkouts need to be much better than they are currently. I agree with you. So um, what I've noticed from just my own shopping is that a couple things are going on. One is that uh, if you're using an Android phone, uh, Google stores information like your address and uh, offers to fill in address fields when, when, you're, when you encounter one, which is just awesome. Uh, they also store if you allow it on the desktop and have your browser synced between the desktop and your phone, um, they allow you to choose from among credit cards that you've used before. So that's golden too. That's getting close to the Amazon standard. 
Uh, yeah, I absolutely helps. Like I said, that goes with the larger theme I said of don't forget who they are and what they've done. So if you have autofill for passwords on, on your Chrome browser and you can store credit cards, that makes mobile checkout a lot easier. Absolutely. Um, and, um, and then in fact, you know, things like PayPal uh, and, and Amazon Pay, their attempts to do that, they're storing it server side. Uh, on their systems, but if you use those, that certainly makes life a bit easier. Absolutely, yeah. I, I really encourage uh, listeners to think about that, look into both Amazon Pay and PayPal. PayPal's gotten pretty sophisticated uh, in that uh, it's as close to Amazon as you can get without being Amazon. Right, without breaking their patents. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but um, I think you can do, you can conduct a transaction with PayPal with maybe two clicks on, on a smartphone, which is. That's right. And then uh, just a couple of other things uh, for those designing mobile experiences. Um, we keep waiting for this vaunted 5G networks to arrive over the next two to three years. But right. uh, the reality of it is even where you're supposed to have 4G, there's spotty coverage. And uh, there's an extra level of impatience, too, because we're often doing time sensitive things on the phone. So anything you can do to make your sites load faster is absolutely critical. You want the quickest win, you know, put your mobile experience on some kind of content delivery network. If you haven't already speed up your pages, that's what Google's um, AMP initiative was all about. Uh, Really the speed is what matters. Even a fraction of a second in terms of the apparent load page, uh, load time of a page, uh, it can be a huge win from a conversion standpoint. So um, I see a lot of people using backgrounds, videos, and things like that that would look great on a 4K display. Problem is they don't really take the care to technically downsize all that stuff for mobile, and you're loading multi-megabyte files just to have a little background image. Right. Um, so really, really pay attention to speed and squeezing file sizes out of all of your mobile stuff. Definitely. I think I think I heard you say that. Uh, well, I did hear you say that uh, site owners should should not expect someone to uh, do something as complicated as apply for a mortgage. What, what's kind of the uh, what's kind of the delineating line? How, how much abuse can can a smartphone user take before they go away? Well, again, I think you should be thinking of it, um, making it convenient for them to start it. So what you should do is negotiate the right to communicate with them. That's how you should be approaching mobile, not necessarily completing the transaction. So can I have your email? Can I have your cell phone? Like one of the often forgotten things is that, hey, besides being a supercomputer with GPS in your hand and uh, several ways of communicating wi-fi bluetooth all that good stuff and cellular it's also a freaking phone so uh, you know again being able to text me is is a pretty powerful capability if you have my permission and even though there are some spam texts these days it's still a lot less crowded than your inbox uh with email right And and speaking of uh email and inboxes email is the killer app on mobile uh, most people don't really appreciate that, but 70% of emails are opened on mobile first. And over <laughs> them, absolutely, and over half of them are only opened on mobile, which means that you dismiss them or deal with them in the mobile environment. So if your emails are not absolutely mobile optimized, you're losing a ton of money. So all that wonderful marketing automation, which looks great on your 
uh, designer's 30 inch uh, IMAX screen, try looking at it on some, some, you know, cheapo uh, phone from you know, a, a second rate carrier and see what that experience looks like. And that also goes for any outbound links in those emails. If you're going to a landing page or a specific page that's not mobile optimized and it was a link in an email, there's just no excuse for that these days. Absolutely. So um, what's, what's, what are some of the benchmarks of uh, the time it takes to, to load and proceed to the next uh, chore in a smartphone? Well, it's, it's not so much um, what you should be shooting for. Every situation is different. Um, some people have kind of heavier weight things they need to do, both in terms of file size and server side stuff. But the point is you should really, really work to get that latency out of the apparent user experience. And you can, if things take a little longer, you can indicate delay in various ways, whether it's a spinner or a kind of a progress bar percentage done kind of thing, or even if it's a really long delay, distracting them by saying, did you know that blah, blah, blah? Well, I know I didn't, but you know, <laughs> time go by faster if you flash those little interstitial messages at me. So at least I'm, I'm busy doing something and not getting pissed at how much of my time you're wasting. There you go. Hey, speaking of wasting time, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> uh, our listeners would definitely not waste their time if when they're listening to these words from our sponsors. So stay with us, and Tim, we'll be right back with you. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're in the home stretch with Tim Ash. Um, so, Tim, let's talk about your other book again. Oh, your new book. Um, coming out when again? Uh, it's coming out in early 2019, so look for it. It'll be available for pre-order on Amazon. It's called Unleashing the Primal Brain, the Essential okay. Field Guide for Modern Marketers. Uh, what I've done, you know, it's a pretty ambitious book, but it's not really dense like a college-level textbook like my previous ones. Uh, it's designed to distill all of the behavioral economics, evolutionary biology, and neuromarketing stuff into one book. So how did life on Earth start? How did our brains evolve? And then what can we as marketers do to take advantage of it? Okay. And, um, it's, I think it's really a neglected topic. A lot of the benefit that our clients have derived by working with us have been in understanding uh, these biases and how to take advantage of them. We're not rational creatures, uh, never have been. We do everything on emotion and a lot of it happens subconsciously. So uh, this book is really to, you know, sum up and uh, make accessible all the recent and exciting work in this area. So dig into the subject matter and uh, can you think of anything that is applicable to PPC campaign managers? Uh, well, one thing is um, it's, it's well known, but the, but the revolutionary reason for it is, uh, not hasn't been well understood is that uh, you show people stuff related to mating opportunities and uh, they become much more risk tolerant. They're willing to take huge risks. So for the opportunity to mate and throw your genes into the next generation, you'll take some risks and expend some effort. I mean, that's true across the whole animal kingdom. So uh, I hate to say it, but, you know, those attractive women in ads and uh, things that will grab my attention, um, they work for a reason. And the reason is, you know, reproduction is one of life's imperatives and we pay attention to all of those cues and we're willing to take risks, which means in the case of us marketers spending money, uh, we're willing to take more risks when we're put in that kind of um, high arousal environment, if you will. Interesting. So I always felt that, um, that uh, images of people, especially attractive people, uh, usually outperform let's say, pictures of computer screens. <laughs> yes, <laughs> complex reports on those pictures of computer screens. Right. <laughs> yeah. Here's your PPC dashboard. That's probably not a good thing to put in your ad. <laughs> well, that's why on the cover of my book, I have an attractive woman sitting in front of a computer screen. There you go. Good with, move. No, with, with, joking aside, there's actually a part of our brain that's there just designed to recognize faces. And we, as opposed to more general object recognition, we do that about twice as fast. And, um, you know, we will focus on faces. So the flip side of that is you have to make sure that the presence of any faces is actually helping your call to action directing attention to it, say, by looking at the button or something like that and not distracting from it. 
Gotcha. Um, anything else applicable to PPC managers? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, one of the things that um, we're finding is that um, the more specialized your landing pages are, the better your campaign results are going to be. So I know that there's some things like branded keywords or generic keywords that you have to land on the homepage of your site. Uh, but one of the things that we found really works is for PPC is kind of a two-step approach. Get me to a really, really targeted audience. Like we had some educational clients, um, for example, that's like a single mom going back to school while they're working. Okay, that'll get my attention if it's in my sweet spot. You take me a specific landing page, and then what you give me is a downloadable guide in exchange for an email. So again, don't necessarily ask for the final close, ask for the right to communicate. And so these really specific kind of honeypots and uh, content pieces, whether they're videos or white papers or wizards that help you in some fashion, are a great way to harvest emails. And then the rest is done via marketing automation and very targeted personalized email sequences. Gotcha. Hey, we are just about out of time. I want you to repeat the name of the book once again, please. Absolutely. It's called Unleashing the Primal Brain. You won't be able to miss the cover. It's got this crazy caveman breaking out of the box at you. Gotcha. Unleashing the Primal Brain by Tim Ash. Uh, Look for it everywhere. Amazon, obviously, in early 2019. Hey, thank you, Tim. Um, Another great show. Really appreciate your coming by. No, always a pleasure, Dave. And listeners, hang with us. Uh, We'll come back next time for another episode of PPC Rockstars. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.